Hello and welcome to the Usler Podcast, episode number 21. Of course, you know, my name is Ali, the host of the podcast, Usle, which if you don't know, in Arabic means genuine. Thank you. For anybody that's been listening, um, we officially at 201 listens. And I know some people might be laughing, but like, to be honest, this isn't on YouTube. This isn't a YouTube video. So, and with podcasts, you know, if you're not spending any advertising dollars or money, you're not going to get on any algorithms or front podcast pages, especially if you don't have any guests or anything like that on any podcast. So to do 201 listens all um, organically, man, that's thank you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully. You guys are. I'm gonna get back to a regiment schedule of more consistent podcasts. I'm just um, finishing up a couple of things before I go on a road trip, and during the road trip, I'll be able to do uh, more regiment podcasts. So look forward to that. Hopefully, starting next week. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, if you weren't going to put one out, what made you want to put one out right now? And I got to be honest, it's, it's the sports media people again. It really is. We got the Jay Williams and Kevin Durant story, which is sad. That's just sad. To be Jay Williams. And you can tell he was hurt today. If you saw if you watched the clip on YouTube when he addresses it, you can see he's a little bit hurt. He thought that he was cool with Kevin Durant. He didn't think Kevin Durant was gonna throw him under the bus and call him on his bullshit. Because he did an episode of the boardroom. He slipped, he slipped, and I don't blame him, and I want to get it straight, I don't think Jay Williams lied, he's never lied about a story, and I don't think he would lie about that story, Kevin, like that happened so long ago, but Kevin Durant coming out calling Jay Williams a liar and attacking his integrity I don't think that was because he talked about the story I think it was because he was talking about a personal conversation that they had and if you're Kevin Durant 
what goes through your head when you hear Jerry Williams say that? You're like, oh my God. Am I now going to have to, like, for Kevin Durant, it's probably like he lost a friend. You gotta, like, because now he can't trust Jay Williams ever. So every single conversation he has with Jay Williams about the NBA or about any player or the game or anything like that. He's always got to be on his tippy toes. And that sucks. Because I think like Kevin Durant wouldn't have done business and had shows with Jay Williams. If, and to be honest, like Jay Williams really got the ESPN gig because he made it seem in the beginning that he was close to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and he had their backs in Brooklyn and Kevin Durant had him on a show and he was like the main guy for the boardroom for Kevin Durant So I think it's not about the story not being true. I think it's more the, um, like Kevin Durant felt hurt about the conversation that happened and that privacy, like what we saw with Julio Jones. We're seeing that happen more and more on the air. But now we're seeing the difference between a professional journalist and an ex-athlete journalist. That's the truth. Look at Shannon Sharp with the Julio Jones incident. And now we have Jay Williams with his incident. The guy, I think the only way to do it is you can't be hanging out with the new players. You really can't. It's the only way it'll work is if you're sitting there and still hanging around with players. You're going to slip up, my man. You will, and you are. And we've seen it happen, man. Richardson, Richard Jefferson has done it a bunch of times. It's... And now we have a lot of people in the sports media taking these little stupid passive aggressive shots like little bitches no like genuinely like little bitches they're sitting there complaining like the Aaron Rodgers the Aaron Rodgers decided not to report to training camp okay so he decided not to report which he's never done before. 
And they have tried everything under the sun to make Aaron Rodgers happy, but he ain't being happy because he wants the general manager fired. That's what he wants because to him, he he went ahead and drafted that quarterback Jordan Love and he cost Aaron Rodgers a Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers is sitting out right now I think to make a point he wants this guy to dance and he's making it work look at the reports coming out Jordan Love is struggling in training camp and he's not a rookie anymore. This is his second year. And the thing about it is, if there was an owner there, some that general manager would have been fired. Accountability. That's all the guy's asking for. Why does he have to be held accountable? And they were, and that general manager himself. So imagine you're Aaron Rodgers, okay? And you have this sneaky motherfucking general goofy manager who didn't want to pay you. And then he fucked over your remaining years by going ahead and drafting a quarterback to who is essentially supposed to replace you so then in that case that year what was everybody saying that year they're saying it's either Aaron Rodgers is playing for his job right because oh my god Jordan Love is in the back seat his contract's over Okay, so if Aaron Rodgers went out there and accomplished what he wanted, he won the MVP. So then why shouldn't the general manager get fired? You were about to fire Aaron Rodgers. So and then the guy that you drafted if Jordan Love was good then maybe you'd give him like if Jordan Love was Patrick Mahomes then we would all be looking at Aaron Rodgers like yo come on man relax but it's not the guy is struggling and they could use any piece any piece from the draft because they don't sign free agents and then this guy does that. And he's being arrogant. All the reports and all this that are being released from Green Bay. There was a report from Green Bay that was pretty much if they could call him on his bluff to Aaron Rodgers, they would. But they don't want to trade him. You know how, like, how is this all Aaron Rodgers' fault? That's what I don't get. 
Just because everybody doesn't know who the general manager is doesn't mean they're not throwing the biggest tantrum. You're, you literally have a report from Green Bay saying they want to call Aaron Rodgers on his bluff. But they don't want to trade him. AKA meaning they just want to win the argument. So what's the argument? That Aaron Rodgers wants to stay in Green Bay? He just hates the general manager there? Yeah. Okay. So call him on his bluff. Fire the general manager. And he will stay. What's the worst case thing that happens if you fire the general manager? And Aaron Rodgers stays. You hire him back if he doesn't a year later. Let's say Aaron Rodgers says, still says no. Then guess what? You hire him back if you love him so much. Give him a fake position anywhere. Make him an assistant general manager with the power of the real general manager. Like, I don't get what you're trying to do. But if you trade... Fucking Aaron Rodgers You're not gonna just get him back But if you fire the general manager You don't have to Trade drafts Picks To get back your fucking dumb general manager You can get him back Two years from now Like this is the stupid part about Green Bay when a player leaves, you don't have... That's why when a player in an organization... Like somebody in the organization fight. Unless the guy's the owner. I just don't get it. Just fire the fucking guy. You love him so much, hire him back. In two years, when Aaron Rodgers retires. And he's gonna get paid. If he doesn't get a job somewhere else. Because he's under contract. But you're willing to lose Aaron Rodgers. Just to prove. What? You did fuck up. And now to the passive aggressive NBA media bitches. That keep. Oh. They're like. Why is there so many player movement? Oh, well, actually, the fans, you know, the, the younger fans, uh, they don't care. They like players more than they care about the teams. Shut up. Shut up. That's not true. All you NBA medias have talked shit about these people and owners and GMs running these organizations. Some of you even started writing columns called the worst GM conference. No, what is it? The other word. Worst uh, GM. Another word for meeting, gathering, whatever. Summit. Worst GM summit. So if you're a player and you lose actual physical years, you only have a certain amount of years that you can play in your prime. 
And we all know how dumb these organizations. Look at Zion Williamson. Is is he the one that hired Jeff Van Gundy? Is he the one that traded? <laughs> huh? Is Zion the one that's supposed to go and put Brandon Ingram in check? No. And we all talk about these organizations all the whole year about how shitty they are and how shitty they're run. And then get mad at the player for wanting to leave. How does that make sense? And then blaming the fans. That's the best part. That's my favorite part about all you passive-aggressive little bitches in the media. Trying to blame the fans for the player movement. Because we don't cry. Yeah. Because we have other better things in our lives than giving a fuck where an athlete wants to play. Yeah. Sorry. Like, who... Are you a basketball fan? Because all these motherfuckers say they're basketball fans. If you're a basketball fan, why do you care? Oh, let me guess. The second thing that you guys went on and did is y'all created a fucking ring-chasing league. Because of the way you let people that haven't won rings get treated and talked about. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, the disrespect that Charles Barkley gets. So we as a society have decided that we will judge these athletes on whether they win a championship or not. Instead of like understanding in a team sport, I think having... Like a guy like Tom Brady and LeBron James being able to make so many Super Bowls, I think we think like that's normal. To win at those levels in a team sport is ridiculous. You know how many things you have to have go right for you? A lot. A lot. And that is not just one game throughout the season. You need people to be healthy, bought in, not have any personal problems at home. Like, and there's so many people involved and you gotta make sure you have great coaching. There's so much things that are out of your control in a team sport. Like, even basketball, it's five guys on the court, but you got 12 guys. That's, that's still a lot of guys to make sure that are happy, under control for nine months. And nobody getting hurt. Like, that's not easy to have everything go right for you. And then, if it doesn't, We dismiss you. So, okay. And let's be honest. Who created that culture? Hello, ESPN. First take. All of us doing podcasts. 
and YouTube and everyday content, that's what happens. When you want to do everyday content, then we created ring chasing. And now we want to blame these players again. Like I just... (sighs) No. Take a look. Okay, let's take a look at the James Harden situation. They did everything they possibly could for him. And he still wanted to leave. All right. Was there a single person that was on Harden's side? No. Let's be honest. Nobody was. So then why did the organization trade him to Brooklyn? Because they're a fucking dumb organization to begin with. You have a fucking dumb owner. No. The Houston Rockets changed. Two, three years ago when they got bought by a new owner. That's why Daryl Morey left. New owner came in. Daryl Morey leaves. James Harden leaves. It's not the same old organization. And what proved that this organization was so stupid is they traded him to Brooklyn and look what they got back. When they could have traded him to Philly, they could have traded him anywhere they wanted. Literally anywhere they wanted. Look at San Antonio. They traded Kawhi to the Raptors. So, who cares if he doesn't re-sign with you? Or who cares if he's not happy? He will play. You have him. If you're a good contending team. Like, if you have a great team in place. And the guy isn't going to feel like his season's going to get wasted. Again. And again. When he's in his prime. Then the guy's going to play. And he's going to give you everything he got. Because he's not dumb. Basketball is not football. You holding out for a year doesn't preserve your body. In basketball, your joints are going to get older. And stiffer. So people need this. Like, So again, we go organizations. And stop. With your dumb, passive, aggressive, bitch shit. Trying to blame the fans. Shut up, man. Fans. Don't ever blame the fans, man. You're the ones who are creating the content for the fans. So, shut up. I just don't like when people get on their high horses and start blaming everybody else. For us, for like, for us, you know, we're all involved. We are all involved and implicated in what is going on right now in the NBA. And if Brooklyn wins this year, the NBA viewership is going to tank if the NBA thinks like this is oh cool the NBA viewership will tank 
if Brooklyn wins this year. If they lose, viewership will go up because people will believe. I'm telling you, if you're the NBA, you want to hope. You know how everybody is betting and hoping for Milwaukee. You know how much people were devastated about watching that? Why? Because we all want to see Brooklyn lose. And if they win, then guess what? Now we know next year, they definitely going to win it again. So nobody's going to watch. And they're going to put themselves in a horrible position. I'm telling you. If you're a, if like if the NBA is really crooked, then I would be making sure that the Brooklyn Nets get in foul trouble and they lose. And the sooner they lose, the better it is for you in the NBA. Because if they win without James Harden, it's over. Like it, it's not gonna add viewership. It's not. Nobody wants to watch that kind of... Nobody likes to watch a team. Especially, like, it's not football where it's like, oh, you only see them for, like, you know, a couple of weeks and once a week. The NBA is every single day for 82 games. Nobody wants to see a team that great for 80, you know? And then playoffs come and then they're just going to run. You're going to lose viewership. Make them lose. And the Clippers, Kawhi is a bad man, man. Kawhi is, uh, Kawhi is like, he's my favorite. I gotta say Kawhi is my favorite player. What he did, and the Dallas Mavericks, man, and Luka Doncic, they should honestly be embarrassed. Really embarrassed for the way they play. And if Kristaps Porzingis, you know what you need to do? You need to bring in like a Marcus Smart and make Kristaps Porzingis wake up and fresh, wake up and breathe some fresh air and put him in his place. That's what you need. You gotta bring somebody that's willing to look at Kristaps Porzingis and be like, why the fuck are you frowning? Like, you suck. You're lucky. Do you hear what people are saying about you? They're saying you have the worst contract, bro. What's wrong with you? And I don't think they got that there. They don't have anybody on that staff that's there. And J.J. Redick is a bitch. He's a bitch. I already went through why J.J. Redick's a bitch. He's a great podcaster. Loved him. Up until the move that he pulled with New Orleans on uh, getting traded to Dallas, you've heard it. You've heard why and what he did. You know what I mean? That that is different, and that's why we call that shit out. We don't care if you're a player and we liked you. If you pull goof, stupid moves, you become a goof. But you can always redeem yourself. Look at Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, when he realized, yo, if you put in work, 
and you work hard, everybody will put up with your goofy stuff. Because you're willing to work hard. And they know when time comes, you're you're willing to be there. And that Dwight Howard, man, these last two years, he's he reinvented himself. And other players have gone the opposite way. Look at Andre Drummond. Opposite. Opposite. And that's going to be fun to watch. Because Rob Palenka is an ex-agent. And all we hear in the sports media is all you, all you hear from them is, Oh my God, GMs will never want to make an agent mad. They just never want to. Okay. So the rumors are that they promised Andre Drummond a deal. So what are the Lakers going to do now? Who is going to take that bullet? You know for sure it ain't LeBron. LeBron's going to be the one that goes, Hey man, we wanted you. I wanted you, man. But like Rob Palenka, it was him. Rob Palenka, what? An ex-agent? Going to nag on his word? I thought you could never do that. That's going to be an interesting storyline to watch. But like I'm saying, there's a lot of players that are losing. And it's because they put in way too much like I remember telling somebody once like if you want to do something just fucking go ahead and do it like I hated the players before the season started they would have like a Rachel's Nichols interview about how they went on a diet and worked and did all this shit for that year and then they start the year and they and they suck. Why? Why not just do all that and come out and play? And if you're having a great season and people ask you, then you tell them everything that you did and you can film a documentary about it. But I don't get why these people come out and open their mouth and then they put the pressure on themselves. And then after that, they go, oh my God, there was so much pressure. That they put on themselves. Like it's it's just stupid. But they just want the attention so bad. That they can't hold back. They really can't. That's what it is. They just want the attention so bad. That they can't hold back. Like if somebody says what Floyd Mayweather is doing is smart. It's not. How? Like, you can't look at Floyd Mayweather and think, like, everything is good, right? It's either he's broke or he's addicted to the fame. He needs the attention, which makes, I hope he's broke. I'd rather him be broke because the other one, you feel sad. Especially, like, with what everything that 50 ever said about him, about how... Everybody always takes his girls, his women. 
and how everybody always uses him for his money. I hope I hope he's not looking for like unconditional love from fans and social media. Cause he ain't he ain't gonna get it. Cause he ain't Tyson, man. The reason why is cause Tyson was real with everybody. Tyson never hid a thing from anybody. And Tyson's super intelligent. How many people know that Tyson, Michael Tyson's brother, is is a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon? A trauma or a trauma surgeon. In a hospital. Not for animals, for humans. Mike Tyson isn't, you know what I mean? Like, he's a smart guy. And if you hear him and everything, and he's honest and he's open. It's it's the second thing, what else Mike Tyson in England, or if you watch Top Gear, Jeremy Clarkson, Charles Barkley. I remember, even in sales, they'll always tell you. If you're a bigger guy, people are less threatened by you. I'm being serious. In sales, people sometimes think like, oh, you got to be alpha. There's like, you got to be a chameleon. Everybody heard those words, but I mean it like there is something about being a little bit a bigger guy. And I guarantee if you show people like a bigger, uh, when Mike Tyson was overweight, and you show them Mike Tyson now, they'll tell you that they would want to hang out with the fatter Mike Tyson. Even though they're probably the same person, they are the same person, everything, people feel less threatened. And if you are like Charles Barkley, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear or um, the Grand Tour, Mike Tyson being open and honest we the viewers always understand the viewers the listeners we always know when you're real and when you're fake Malcolm Gladwell has um, his latest book where it was like interviews and audios and uh, you know it wasn't just a written and he talks about like the human emotions and if you get um like friends is a really good tv show because if you watch it um you you're able to see because they're such great actors they know how to use their facial expressions but us we get so used to tv facial expressions and everything like that that sometimes that when we go outside into the real world we don't realize like some people can be happy and not have to be smiling or sometimes people when even when they have a smile they might be sad and that's all coming from TVs and everything because that's how our brain got programmed with facial expressions so it's honesty man we now have watched 
all these videos, YouTube videos and everything. And we've seen so much that we can tell, our brain can tell us, oh, this person's being real. Even if you're a fuck up, but if you're being honest, because we're all fuck ups. That's the whole point is we're all humans and being a human means there's a fault. There's a front. You know what I mean? We all have it. It's why we like to build people up to break them down to help them go up. We don't like it when you think you're better than us. We like it when you're like us. Not better than us. Not when you think you're better than us. We like it when you're like us. Alright. Let me know your thoughts. I had to get that out. I don't know. They've really been pissing me off with the way they've been covering it. And making it seem like all of us listeners and viewers and all of us fans that are under the age of 30 are idiots and they're all smarter than us i don't know you guys tell me if that's how you feel when you guys are listening to these guys nowadays the email it's in the podcast description thank you and stay tuned and i'm still waiting for my first fan email listener email man no fans <laughs> listeners man listeners humans all right appreciate it be in touch one love so i wanted to come back and i know it's because the off season is coming up and these arguments about and the nba's tv ratings and so on are gonna be in the news all summer so this is my opinion and I just want to like I don't understand it if everybody in the sports media is freaking out about what's happening right everything in the world there's always a balance so they don't have to do anything nobody has to do anything why do if you're a fan like what why would you be worried or be staying up at night the nba is not going to collapse and fail no you know what's going to happen if the brooklyn nets win the title this year next year their tv and everything is going to go down so when their tv rights deal comes it ain't going to be what they think it is. And they're going to think, oh, COVID is over. Their arenas might be back up to full capacities and blah, blah, blah. No, fans won't show up to other games. They'll only want to come when Brooklyn is playing. So ticket sales will start to go down. But do you care? No, you're a fan. Who cares? You get to go to any game you want, whenever you want. Nothing will happen. If anything, ticket prices will get cheaper. Jerseys will become cheaper. Because things need to balance out. So then what will happen? 
salary caps will start to become lower. And then when salary caps become lower, then teams can't afford to keep these three stars again. And salaries, like what we have now, untradeable contracts at 45, 50 million, those can't be done. Because 35% of a $100 million salary cap is only 35 million. So, the players themselves have to get together. And that's why there's a players union. They can decide the fate of the league that they want to leave behind. You can always leave it better. And if they say, and they believe, because they've they played it. So, it's not us. And they think the state of the league, when they leave right now, is going to be better they're lying it's only um, better right now for the one guy one guy out of 12 one out of 12 the like the yin and the yang and the balance everything man will always balance each other out so if you're a fan, don't stress. Enjoy. And if they keep wanting to make super teams, just enjoy it, man. And if you don't, don't go. Don't support it. Like, I don't know if fans forgot the power that we have. Look at what happened in England with the Super Cup. It was the fans. That got that done. If we don't like the super teams. If you really don't like the super teams. Then guess what's going to happen. There's probably maybe more like you. So you're not going to go to games. You won't pay for games anymore. You're not going to care about the merchandise. And then you'll probably stream their games for free. So they'll get nothing out of you. A, nothing. And then you add that, compound that to like times a million. That's a million people that they used to make money off. That they will no longer make money. And all these different <clears throat> areas and, and cities. If the NBA is in a bad shape. If the NBA is not in a bad shape, then their salaries are going to continue to keep getting up and up and up and keep going up and up and up. And they deserve it as a reward and a bonus for what they're doing. That's it. That's balance of it all. And that's my take of why I would never care or stress about somebody else's money or Trade, ab trade ability or the future of the NBA. They ain't paying you. Like, who cares? It's always going to be around. It's just the amount of money that's going to be around it. That's it. It's like boxing. Boxing's still around. 
That's that's how like it'll be. Maybe it'll just be teams won't even have a schedule anymore. They they'll maybe make their own schedule. Maybe every team will make their own schedule, and then they just gotta play six eighty two games. I don't know. Maybe having twelve people on a team is too much. Maybe they should add more teams. And that's a huge thing for the NBA. That's like a huge plus because it's become an offensive league and people are growing up with shooting ability and we're seeing the talent. They're better shooters now than they've ever been. And hopefully in the future, we'll have even better and better shooters. Look at Luka Doncic, look at Trey Young, look at what Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell. Rookies are not taking as long as they used to need to develop. Devin Booker. When they're getting their opportunities in the playoffs, they're, they're doing it, man. It's just the teams around them. Maybe add more teams. The league is is in great shape of talent. That's all that matters, man, is the talent. If the talent was dipping, then the league has a problem. But as long as the talent is there, it's just the money, man. And who cares? It's not, like, you know what I mean? It ain't your pockets that are getting lower. It's theirs. They can't, you can't just be getting paid $50 million a year playing basketball. You can't pay one person $50 million a year to play basketball. Like, those numbers are astronomical. Something is going to have to happen to balance everything out. And it's because we have way more talent. That's all it is. Before, in 2000, you could pay somebody 50 million. You should have paid some players 50 million back then. Because they deserved it. Like, there wasn't that type of talent. Like, a first-team All-NBA back then was, like, the cream of the crop. Or someone like, you know what I mean? When the league was in their droughts. But now that you have all this talent, you can't pay everybody $50 million. It just doesn't work. The balance. And that's it, and that's all. Let me know your thoughts. You know the email. Let me know. Appreciate it, and thank you for everyone that's been listening. Shout out to... I'm going to name the cities. No, I can't even. I will. I'll get them later. I got Washington in there. Um, Massachusetts is in there. Uh, Yeah, I can't say that properly. All right. Thank you, and please stay tuned. And let me know what you like, didn't like. Let me know if I'm wrong. And why I'm wrong. Thanks all. Appreciate it. One love.